1: us on snoozecast.com and follow us on social media and wherever you listen to podcasts. Our current goal is to get to 100 written reviews on the podcast app to help new listeners find us. If you haven't subscribed and written a review yet, please do. We get closer to our goal every week. Your reviews continue to amaze us and we learn from your feedback as well. So thank you for taking the time to share. This episode is brought to you by Mountain Ranges. Tonight, by listener request, we'll read the third part to 1877's Black Beauty by Anna Sewell. Black Beauty is one of the best-selling books of all time. When we left off, our young main character has been trained by his kindly master and wise mother, to learn the ways of a properly broken-in horse. In the last episode, Black Beauty bonds with his stable boy, John, who is considerate and pleasant to work with. Our protagonist also starts to learn the ways of his carriage partner, Ginger. Black Beauty also expresses a sense of melancholy over the tedium of being a stable horse and his desire for more freedom. Chapter 7, Ginger One day, when Ginger and I were standing alone in the shade, we had a great deal of talk. She wanted to know all about my bringing up and breaking in, and I told her. Well, said she, if I had had your bringing up, I might have had a good temper as you do, but now I don't believe I ever shall. Why not, I said, because it has been all so different for me, she replied. I never had anyone, horse or man, that was kind to me or that I cared to please. For in the first place, I was taken from my mother as soon as I was weaned and put with a lot of other young colts. None of them cared for me, and I cared for none of them. There was no kind master like yours to look after me and talk to me and bring me nice things to eat. The man that had the care of us never gave me a kind word in my life. I do not mean that he ill-used me, but he did not care for us one bit further than to see that we had plenty to eat and shelter in the winter. A footpath ran through our field and very often, the great boys passing through would fling stones to make us gallop. I was never hit, but one fine young colt was badly cut in the face, and I should think it would be a scar for life. We did not care for them, but of course it made us more wild, and we settled it in our minds that boys were our enemies. We had very good fun in the free meadows, galloping up and down and chasing each other round and round the field, then standing still under the shade of the trees. But when it came to breaking in, that was a very bad time for me. Several men came to catch me, and when at last they closed me in at one corner of the field, one caught me by the forelock, Another caught me by the nose and held it so tight I could hardly draw my breath. Then another took my underjaw in his hard hand and wrenched my mouth open, and so by force they got the halter on and the bar into my mouth. Then one dragged me along by the halter, another flogging behind, and this was the first experience I had of men's kindness. It was all force they did not give me a chance to know what they wanted i was high bred, and had a great deal of spirit it was very wild no doubt and gave them i dare say plenty of trouble but then it was dreadful to be shut up in a stall day after day instead of having my liberty and i fretted and pined and wanted to get loose you know yourself; it's bad enough when you have a kind master, and plenty of coaxing. But there was nothing of that sort.